Ding dong, Baghdadi's dead. The daddy with the bag, he's freaking dead. Ding dong, Baghdadi's daddy's dead. Behold, the great one slaughtered him like a dog. He died like a dog, and now he's dead. Ding dong, Baghdadi's dead. Sing it high, sing it low. Let them know Baghdadi's daddy's dead. Roll the intro. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. Woof. Died like a dog. Died like a freaking dog. Baghdadi is dead, and that's wonderful news because that scum, he was wiped from the face of the earth by the Delta Force, a special ops team targeted uh, a team that was staged out of Iraq. And it looks like Trump's strategy in Syria Oh, isn't this incredible? It wasn't the massive failure that the swamp predicted it to be. People make the mistake of thinking because we don't want our troops entangled in, in, a, in a proxy war in Syria that we don't want the leaders of terrorist organizations toast. The same people who are sitting here opining on foreign policy are the ones who don't understand that different regions in the Middle East require uh, I don't know, different strategies, and we don't need to have our troops parked in northern Syria forever to continue taking out high-value targets? I know, it's an insane idea. But, you know, you've got the, the dual-party system. You've got the Republicrats who are still infuriated over this, this taking out of this terrorist leader. Oh, well, no, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. NBC News is writing, quote, ISIS isn't going away just because Donald Trump killed their leader. ISIS will remain. Former U.S. Special Envoy Brett McKirk said on MSM, uh, MSNBC last night, they have tens of thousands of fighters on the ground in Syria. And of course, the implication there is that we have to maintain ground troops there in order to manage the situation. You know, they can't stand the fact that Trump killed the leader of ISIS while promising to remove troops. They can't stand the fact that Trump is withdrawing from Syria and still killing terrorist masterminds. Oh wait, this president is actually competent and skilled? No, we want him to be a buffoon. That's our narrative. Meanwhile, you have the Washington Post lamenting the death of this man. I, I, I couldn't even believe this when I saw this. They say Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, which sounds like a monkey's name, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State dies at 48. I'm sorry, is that a joke? Is that a joke, austere religious scholar to describe a terrorist? They want to describe him as austere religious scholar with, with wireframe glasses and no known aptitude for fighting and killing. Yeah, no known aptitude for fighting and killing except for all of the heads that were cut off. He was the leader of ISIS who, last time I checked, beheads people. So, I, I don't know, I would classify that as, uh, as killing. No known aptitude to killing. Yeah, beheading somebody is killing them, right? You know when somebody gets their head cut off? Some might say that's murder. These people love violence. I, I mean, how else can you explain 
their love of these Islamic terrorists. I mean, these people have been driven so mad by Donald Trump that they literally cannot be happy when evil is destroyed. When evil like ISIS, when the head of ISIS is destroyed, they can't be happy about it. They say, oh, well, we don't like endless wars. We're leftists. We're about peace. We don't like these wars. Well, wait, Donald Trump is pulling out of a war? No, that's bad because orange man bad. ISIS is bad? Oh, Donald Trump just killed the head of ISIS? No, well, that's bad because we don't like Donald Trump. And anything Donald Trump does is bad. And, we, and, and these people have decided that they're going to oppose it because they don't like Donald Trump. You know, if Donald Trump solved cancer, these people would say that, well, you know, cancer, you know, and in fact, in, in fact, cancer has taken out a lot of bad people, you know. And therefore, cancer is a force for good. If Donald Trump solved world starvation, these people would say, well, there's not enough vegetables. So a woman named Rukmini uh, Kalamachi, that's, it sounds like a pasta. She says, quote, we are familiar with the atrocities his group carried out and are used to thinking of Baghdadi as a criminal and a thug, but those who knew him as a teen and as a young man described him as having a spiritual gift. This is like the people who cried when Khashoggi died, when Khashoggi was chopped up. Khashoggi, he was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Khashoggi was Osama bin Laden's friend. Oh, but he was a noble man. I read this Washington Post article and I see this stuff and I think, what the hell world are we living in? You know, it used to be that people who, who wished death upon America were not praised by any Americans, regardless of party. But now there's a political group that is so opposed to Donald Trump, and it is, it's a political group that consists of people on the left and the right. You've got these never Trumpers, and they are so opposed to Donald Trump that they will praise terrorists if it means opposing this president. And you've got the left, but you also have the right who is, who is hell-bent on opposing the president because they love war. They love war and their love of it supersedes their love of country. And so the idea of not having a permanent ground presence in Syria is upsetting to them. But Trump explained how ISIS is actually a bigger problem for Russia not for us, for Russia, and that we don't need to have a permanent presence there. Yeah, we take them out when necessary, but that's it. And those lamenting the loss of the leader of ISIS, can you believe that these people are lamenting the loss of the leader of ISIS? Those people lamenting the loss of the leader of ISIS while championing these endless wars are disgusting. And I have nothing in common with you and believe you represent some of the worst this country has to offer. All right, the New York Times really is the enemy of the people. You know, Jim Acosta, oh, how dare you? How dare you call us the enemy of the people? Well, why else would they promote racist Marxist garbage designed to destroy the nation? 
I'm talking, of course, about this article. I don't know if you guys saw it, but this article that says, quote, a racist attack shows how whiteness evolves. An assault at a New Jersey high school football game had an unexpected cast of characters. And according to the local police, four black middle school girls were harassed by two Indian boys using racial slurs. And one of the victims even says she was urinated on by one of the attackers. Now that is of course horrible, but you might wonder where these boys' parents were that they think they can get away with something like this. Or if you're the New York Times, you might wonder how you could take this incident and turn it into a larger reflection on how white people are evil. And so the writer, historian, a historian, she's very important, her name is Nell Irvin Painter. And she paints pictures, no she doesn't. But she says it was an unexpected cast of characters. Why? Because none of them were white. Because only white people can be racist, am I right? Only white people can be racist. And Painter says, instead of asking what the boys' reported racial identity tells us about the nature of the attack, we should see the boys as enacting American whiteness through anti-black assault in a very traditional way. Now, I can assure you, this is not satire. It sounds like it. It sounds like it's a joke. It sounds like this person is somebody who has no idea what they're talking about, but it's actually not satire. And you are supposed to look at all examples of racism as manifestations of whiteness. And the left really believes that white people are evil. Remember, the New York Times is an organization that has employed Sarah Jung. The New York Times is an organization that has employed someone who has the racist views of this woman, Sarah Jung who truly believes that white people are evil. And so this is why we can't just say, oh, let those crazy people think what they want. They're not in charge. No, the left controls most of the media and increasingly the fringe left controls the movement, controls the left-wing movement. And if we don't counter these pernicious ideas right from the start, they're going to eventually take root and rot America from the inside out. And you know that's true. You know it starts with just, oh, we, we just want the same rights as you do. And then less than a decade later, we have children being injected with puberty blockers. And why does that happen? Because us conservatives don't know when to draw the line. We don't know when to yell stop. And we don't know when to fight back. So this writer goes on to say, quote, the assailants are demonstrating how race is a social construct that people make through their actions. They show race in the making and show how race is something we perform. What? Race is something we perform? They continue to say, not just something uh, that is in our blood or in the color of our skin. What does that mean? What the hell does that mean? I, I mean, this just might be the worst take of all time. What does that mean? What does that mean? I, I'm so, uh, and this is being presented in the New York Times as journalism. These Marxists, they give way too much credit to race, but race has no effect on your ability to act. And so those boys' race, boys' race is not what made them harass those girls. 
That was their own choice. So the leftists want to divide and categorize based on race because that's how they instill confusion and suspicion and topple institutions to consolidate their power. All right? So this author, Painter, Painter continues, one potent way of being American, no matter where you are, or your parents are from, is enacting anti-blackness and traditionally acting out. Anti-blackness has meant acting white. I mean, this gets right to the core of the leftists, their rotten beliefs. In her twisted view, to be American is to be anti-black and only white people are anti-black as she explained earlier. So that means America as it stands in her own eyes is only for white people. What? Black people are only former slaves who will never gain status in this country. So did this writer, Neil Irvin Painter, forget America has had a black president? Barack is that Obama? Did you forget about him? Did you forget about Barack Hussein Obama? Yes, we did. The fact that the New York Times would publish such a vile, hateful exhibition of words shows that they are an institution on the side of the leftist radicals. And they want an end to America as you and I know it. Why else would you promote such rapidly anti-American ideas? We, ladies and gentlemen, are in a war for the future of this nation, and that is not hyperbole. And fortunately, it's not one that requires actual fighting at the moment, at the moment, at the moment. But you must remain vocal when you see such trash like this, because we can't allow these voices to be the only ones being heard. Uh, do you like it's a crazy notion, but do you like living in the freest nation on earth where every person is treated equal under the law? Because if you do, then speak up. Because if you don't, they make sure it will all come toppling down. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.